I don't want to stop. I'm on the beach. <laughs> it's all about that beach life, On man. a beach, bro. We're just on the beach. Feeling good. I felt like I was watching old again, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's in the shared universe, you know? This is the beach that makes you feel special, and the other one's the one that makes you old. This yeah. one's the one where you stay. This one keeps you young. This is like, yeah, this is like Neverland, dude. This, yeah, this makes you feel like you're like better than everybody that's ever existed. This is that's I'm not. the power of this beach. <laughs> I just like you know, I just feel so special about myself, Phil, because like you know, like I you know, you know, speaking of feeling like you're better than everybody else, you know, I went to see you know who wants to touch me. I went to see the new Martin Scorsese film. Who wants to fucking touch me? <laughs> I said that last week and uh, yeah, it was true. I went to see Killers of the Flower of the Moon and Phil, you know what happened Whoa. to me at that screening? You got turned on. I, uh, You're like, oh, this, this, this Leo kid got a future. <laughs> he was like, oh, we got to find the Killers of the Flower Moon. And you were like, oh, oh, <laughs> pointed at the screen. Uh, he, he, yeah, it hasn't, what I was about to say had nothing to do with the film. I was just at that screening. And when I was at the screening, you know, they have, uh, occasionally at these like screenings, they all have like, I don't know, coffee or tea or pastries or whatever, you know, beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed like a couple of things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause you need it for a three hour film, three and a half hour yeah. film snack time. Uh, so I grabbed a couple of things before I went in and I like, you know, made myself what I thought was a cup of coffee. <laughs> And I just forgot that I'm in Britain. So nine out of 10 times, like some big jug of hot liquid's going to be tea. It's going to be tea, not coffee. Yeah. And you're very disappointed. So I like pumped in, you know, what I thought was coffee, went and sat down because I drink my coffee black now as well, like all the time. So I didn't even really think about it. There was no milk or anything in it. And I just sat down and I took like a sip and I was just like, oh, fuck, that's, that's tea. And. I like took another sip and I was like, man, I forgot. Like I actually kind of like tea. <laughs> I just don't drink it. Like, oh, there we go. Here anymore. we go. I'm like fucked now. Like in my head, I'm fucked. Like, uh, I started drinking like sparkling water recently as well. And I like that. And that just doesn't make sense. Like I never, like, I've always liked tea. Tea's big in America. Like, especially like sweet tea, sweet tea. Um, <laughs> but you have a cold, you know, iced tea. 
Uh, but I did get into like a hot tea phase for a while. And then when I first moved over to the UK, I was really into tea and I drank it more like I never drank coffee and then I got into coffee and then I never went back. Mm. So it sort of freaks me out. So I'm sitting here with a cup of tea. No way. And like, this isn't snack time, but like, I do have one of those biscuits left over from last week. Oh, BNBN. Um, BN. And we're going to try it with a. Oh, here we go. That's what I'm saying. Need to dip it. Tea. Bono, the Bono snack. Dude, that weirdly Better? brings out the vanilla flavor. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's crazy. Is it the tea? It might be the tea. Tea? That's the I way to have tea's- it, man. Tea is better for dipping things in. Like coffee, it's it's okay, but coffee is just its own, like, controlling flavor. Yeah, yeah. It can, you can just have a coffee, but like a tea and biscuit. Yeah, that's a national pastime here, and like you can't beat it. I don't like it. I don't. Like I don't it. like it. <laughs> I think I need to break, like you know, because I need to get away from myself now. Look at this UK versus US. Myself. Look at him. Look at him. Now he's no. Waving yeah. that Union Jack, and he's like, "Tea forever, <laughs> Brexit." You're like fucking Robert Carlyle in this movie, just fucking mental Charlie. I'm fucking British. Nah, man, he wouldn't. He would. He he's so Scottish that he would like hate you for even, you know, saying anything about Union Jack and him being British. That's he's like, enough. "Fuck you, I'm Scottish." Yeah, yeah. Gosh, fuck, bro. I'm just, I'm just the guy from Trainspotting again. <laughs> this is fucking Scotland. Fuck and you. And this is Scotland. And this is Scotland. <laughs> this is Scotland. This is Scotland. My penis is Scotland. My gun that I'm holding and I'm shooting is imaginary Scotland. This it's is for Scotland. This is for Scotland. This is all for Scotland. Dude, this I is all for Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> yeah, can I borrow a little Sean Connery last Scotland. time? I should have saved it. This is all for Scotland. When we watched Vanilla Sky. <laughs> Vanilla Sky. And now we're watching The Beach. <laughs> last week, we tried to hitch our ride to Scientology with Tom Cruise and Jason Lee. Mm. But we got lost in the space between reality and dreams. And we were actually frozen in a lucid dream that may or may not have all just been a dream or was just some part of some dude's book. I don't know. In the end, we were <laughs> no, all just so confused <laughs> that we ended up jumping off of a building to make sure what was what. And well, I sprained my ankle. Oh, classic. Thankfully, we just jumped off the rheograph of the cinema. You always tell yourself when you go on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, at least the rheograph isn't too high. You know, it's high, but it's not too high. You know, it's you're not, not too high. You'll, you'll live. You sprain your ankle, whatever. Yeah. You know. But uh, yeah, we just went inside and, you know, watched the film because, you know, the show must go on. It's two thoughts too deep. Too deep. Remember that time you saw that film that you thought was super deep? It wasn't really the deep, but you were too dumb and young to know. It's okay, though, because we are going to rewatch them to make sure you weren't just a dumbass who thought the following movie was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And well, if it is, we'll retract any preconceived notions about said movie and we will praise it. I highly doubt that will happen. It's time for Two Thoughts Too Deep. Oh yeah, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, fuck, who cares? Yeah. We've had 200 episodes of that. Who cares? You know we it. Need to yeah, do we're, it. we're done. You know what you're we're fucking done. listening to. I don't give a shit. Look, the, the theme song's probably different. There we go. The whole, <laughs> yeah, the whole new, yeah. I the forgot whole new that's thing. a thing. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, am I going to have to like write a new theme song? Nah, I know I said that the other day. Bring it but, back. Like, it's just like, oh. Oh yeah, do the uh, didn't we say like do an acoustic version? I forget why. It may or may not have happened. 
if it didn't <laughs> yeah you'll know you know if it didn't uh if you know you know, you know that we were thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't yeah you know it's the final week of two thoughts too deep to <laughs> tokyo drift and we've you know we've been so wrapped up in existential thought that we've decided to take our brains to an island though not just any island it's a place where we can be pure of all the cancers in the normal world. Somewhere where we can be isolated from society, you know, turn our noses up at the rest of the suckers who didn't think it was possible to leave it all behind. It's a special, a special, special place. And it's so special that they named a movie after it. Movie was that? The beach, the beach. <laughs> You're like, uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of the play from Shawshank, but I forgot. Zewatanil. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like to think that this film exists in Zewatanil. <laughs> yeah, if you went to the other side of the island, it'd just be Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman hugging. <laughs> Making a boat. <laughs> Making a boat. <laughs> trying to get off the island. <laughs> like, why did we come here then? Everywhere is a prison to someone. <laughs> yeah, know. man. We all lied to ourselves. (laughs) 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 He was looking for something new, a way to change his life. Hey, you want to go? You need somewhere to stay? No, thanks. You afraid of something new? I guess there's this urban myth going around here at the moment. It's about a beach. A secret beach. On an island that no one can get to. Somewhere, paradise must exist. I just feel like everyone tries to do something different, but they always wind up doing the same damn thing. One kilometer. Two. Richard? I don't know. I'm thinking miles, not kilometers. I'm American. So? So let's go. Hidden Island. We have so much here to inspire. At the edge of the world. We can jump. We're not gonna jump. They found all they ever wanted. A paradise few have ever experienced. I don't suppose that there's any reason that you should spend time with me. What are you talking about? Making conversation. Do you have a girlfriend? Why? Just making conversation. A temptation. Would you like to come to the beach with me? They had never known. And a secret no one ever escaped. and kill four people with my own eyes. Go home, forget this island. This is our home too. Oh, we're not going back. May God take your soul. I will not die today! The desire to find something real, to connect with someone or something, is what drives Richard, played by 
Leonardo DiCaprio. He does not look like a Richard. Sorry, first yeah. problem, first strike. <laughs> <laughs> Change the name. He's a young American backpacker who arrives in Thailand with adventure on his mind. On his journey, he meets a deranged man named Daffy, played by Robert Carlyle, at his hostel, who gives him a map to a legendary, idyllic, and isolated beach, untouched by tourism. After Daffy offs himself, Richard convinces his neighbors in the hostel, the sexy French couple played by uh, <laughs> the sexy French couple of Etienne, played by Guillaume Canet, and Francois, played by Virginie Lodwyen. To join him on his excursion to the beach. The beach, the beach. When the trio finally arrive at the mystical paradise run by an international community of backpackers and hippies, they find that with time, this paradise is less than perfect. It's uh. the 2000 adventure drama written by John Hodge and directed by Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. Hot takes out the gate. The beach. It's more than just a fragrance by Kramer. The beach. <laughs> the beach. That's funny. Um, I mean, I told you kind of how I felt about this movie earlier today. I sent you the music video for Lady by Mojo. If yeah. you were a kid in the UK in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know this song. Lady, hear me tonight. It might be it you do right. Whatever, like classic house song. But the video is literally like three people, like a guy and a couple just going, like traveling around, fucking with people. And then like eventually like show it, like going to this like idyllic beach fucking cliff. I forget what fucking happened. Yeah, they end up on a cliff in the video. On a cliff, yeah. And that's literally this movie, most of this movie, at least like half of this movie. It's just like the fucking stupid, insepid, like unlikable backpackers, <laughs> but, you know, running around, uh, ruin these like indigenous places <laughs> and just suck up all the resources and not actually like respect the land or the natives that live there um, and work there. Um, and also just make Thailand look awful. What are you talking about, Phil? They, they're the ones who, you know, are pure. They go to their own oh. little place to escape the people who make Thailand look awful. Are they? Are they? Are they really? They're fucking, I'm with, I'm with Daffy. They're fucking parasite. I don't even realize that. Like people are just a pa- The only thing I liked about this movie. Okay. Hot take. What I liked is that idea. It's like. Cause this is the gap year, the, the gap year movie, right? It's so the kid, the fucking privileged white kid who goes to this foreign land to like find, fuck no, I didn't have a gap year, <laughs> you know, to fucking find himself. And I hate that sort of sentiment, right? Because it's like, yeah. you don't, you don't have to go out to, to go, you know, it's not a journey outward. It's a journey inward. You must take to find yourself and traveling does broaden the mind, but that isn't what's happening here. You're just getting a young kid trying to get fucked up, right? Yeah. You go to Thailand, you drink snake blood and shit, and you just want to party on a beach. That's all they want. They got nothing to say. They got nothing. They don't live by any real values or anything. And then they undermine that. They challenge that very much in this movie, but like not really enough to get anywhere. Like, you know, it's just more like, 
but the idea, I think that's a really interesting idea. Like you can't escape yourself. You can't escape human desire and human flaws. Like that will follow you anywhere, even if you're in this idyllic beach that make, keeps you young or whatever. As long yeah. as you don't <laughs> get eaten by a shark or some stupid shit. Like obviously, like, oh my God. Like my problem with this movie is exactly what I thought it'd be. And that it, it's this very superficial vain kind of movie where it thinks it's saying these things on top but underneath it's kind of just this cringy mess of a movie that doesn't really become about anything because it doesn't go far enough like when I was watching it I was like writing a better movie in my head you know what I'm saying like there's a version of this movie that like you go because it's Lord dude it's Lord of the Flies right that's exactly what they're going for they've referenced to it throughout but like they never, it's not them that destroy themselves. It's all these like weird outside elements that aren't connected, like the farmers and shit. Like, but like, like the divert, like Daffy kill it. Like they should, that should have been. I feel like the the community and like now should have been darker. Like I feel like they should have come and killed Daffy to keep the shit secret. You know, like they could have yeah. tied these things together and it would have become really scary instead of. It's this, it, it's just this like high school bullshit. Like, you know, he gets into a love triangle and that ruins everything. And then he cheats on his girlfriend and then he gets stuck, you know, he gets like banished to the woods and then it becomes this really insulting, like fucking apocalypse now with video game parody. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like, what is this? This is like, I'm like, I hate, it's one of those films that hates its audience. Cause like the people watching it are fucking teenagers who love Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, but that's all they're there for. And that's what, you, you know, they get what they want, dude. They Phil, get what they I don't want. mean to like, like jump into the middle of your hot takes, but like you are hitting all the notes I was actually hoping you would, because like, this oh, is, good. this is the, two, I'm not alone, right? This is the two thoughts, two deep bollocks that we need, yeah. right? Because but, it like, oh, it's, sa- it's like, oh man, we, we're saying so much, man. Like we're so, like, so, we're so special. With, Cause we like, we don't belong with regular society yeah, so with we go Manchu, outside but, of society yeah. and we find our own and we make our own community with other like-minded people who think deep like we do because i don't, don't like to go party <laughs> blah 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 and then it all just turns into a fucking dumb bullshit oh my god phil when he goes like you know what i was like on board with this film <laughs> <laughs> that that video game sequence it's, oh, has been burnt that, in my brain because I, I saw this film so much, dude. I but I saw this film when it came out, so it's like it like oh, I never you're had right. that generation is so yeah. computer game. Fuck I never, off. I never, I never had this. Like I just knew it was bollocks, and that's why I was like, we have to watch this for this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I I never had this like affinity for this film other than like it's like i remember when i saw it back in the day i was like oh yeah this is pretty fucking weird and then like i saw it again like you know a few years ago i was like oh my god jesus christ and then i tried to i started to rewatch it like you know about six months ago like i was saying like i think it, the first episode of too tall too deep and i was just like oh my god this is too tall too deep like yeah it's so fucking like I don't know. It just like and in two thousand again, dude. Loving the smell of its own shit. You yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. and I was like, I need to like tell Phil that we need to watch this. It'll be fucking fun. 
because it's stupid as fuck. As soon as again, this has the same thing like that happened last week with Vanilla Sky, where it's like I'm on board and I'm like enjoying this, even though it's fucking stupid. But I'm on board with how fucking dumb this film is. And there's a lot of funny things in it. But then it just like it hits a fucking brick wall. It does. Towards Very the end, quickly. And you're just like, oh my God, what, what is, is this? this? That's what I mean. Like, I'd, and you can't take it. That's why I said last week, I was like, it's serious no mucking. Like, it, I don't know what Leo's doing here. He's like, when he puts on a headband, he's like, oh, he becomes like <laughs> Rambo. And I'm like, this yeah. is a joke, right? Like, yeah, when he goes, funny. when he goes into the woods, I was, like into the forest and shit. And, he's like, and he doesn't even do anything. This is so stupid. He it's, doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's so, so it's dumb. It's, it's a just, waste of time. Yeah, it's just masturbating. Like it doesn't do anything. I actually, I'm on the opposite end of you though. Like where I think they shouldn't have made the, like, you know, the whole Daffy thing. I do like Daffy as a character. I like I Daffy. think that's a, it's an interesting idea to, um, uh, yeah, because one Robert Carlyle is amazing. This. Yeah. He's really good. Uh, mm. But it's, I just think it, go go darker with it. Go deeper. Like make that community like actually like kind of corrupted and evil inside, rather than just sort of indulgent and like careless. Yeah, I mean, I get I get that, and I think that's an interesting idea. But at the same time, I think I would have softened them a little bit more and made oh, it yeah? to a point where I would have You're had like empathizing like, with them. No, like, I think, like, um, it's more of, like, there's not, like, this, like, dark side where they're, like, letting people just die because they don't want their fucking... Like, that could have just not happened. Because, one, we've mm. already had two shark scenes before. Like, one, a fake out, so you knew it was going to come back. It's foreshadowing. and It's foreshadowing, and we've learned from... <laughs> yeah, from TBBT. From TBBT. Uh, and from Young Sheldon, if you want to learn anything about, like, how fucking films and storytelling story is wife. done... Uh, <laughs> do you know, Leo is an unreliable narrator. Do you know our most listened to episode is <laughs> Young Sheldon verse? I, no, for whatever isn't. reason, I want it to go. Can people keep stumbling upon it and thinking yeah. it's a real podcast? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, no one. I don't know how how much people have actually listened to it, and like, if it, like, you know, I've never heard from any rando person. Like about that at all, but like there is like a like remarkably higher degree of downloads on that episode <laughs> than any other episode <laughs> we've ever done, including episodes that have people like Kevin Smith or Bruce Campbell as special guests, which are That's like crazy. really cool. But no, we're gonna have a fake episode about Young Sheldon that is the most popular episode. See, this, Phil, is why we should do the Bullshit Pilots Show podcast, mm. where every episode is it's a, a new, new podcast. podcast. <laughs> Just to fuck with people. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, no, I would have softened the uh, people because, yeah, you have the shark. We have the shark attacks, and the, sh- the first one is a fake out. The second one is that whole thing where he, like, fucking you know, kills the shark and it's like this dumb story. And it's, I like that scene because it's sort of like, he thinks he's all high and mighty and he's like telling this story and everything. And then you have like the shitty Sal's shitty boyfriend. Who's like trying to cut him down a little bit. And their whole thing never plays out because he like grabs him by the balls and he's like, "Uh, keep your dick in your pants or whatever he fucking says. (laughs) And then he like goes off 
to the mainland. He fucks Tilda Swinton. And then, mm. like, he comes back and she te- she vanishes him, but then she tells, tells everybody. everybody. Yeah. But when he comes back, the only person that, like, he has any heat with is Francois. No yeah. one else. He doesn't no. even fucking talk None to Bugs. None of the relationship again. payoff. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So it's stupid. And who like, bugged the cucked asshole? Like, just, fuck, <laughs> just, like, fuck off, dude. I, you know, I don't even you're in, mind You're that. in a fucking toxic relationship. You need to yeah. get out. All right? Don't blame Leo. I don't even mind that whole fucking thing and Tilda Swinton's character and everything. But what I'm saying is I would have maybe softened them a little bit to a point where it's just fucking like political bullshit, you know, normal, stupid shit that just creeps up like more mundane stuff. Like you don't need sinister. Hey, like, no, we have to, you know, protect the secrets of the The island. Yeah. But just like get the map over time. He just realizes, oh, this is the same as it is. Yeah, which is what I think they're going everywhere. for. Yeah. It feels too much. Like, you know, let's dial it back in. Let's have a little bit more reality. Because, yeah, when he goes off into his, like, fucking twist it, like, I'm eating fucking mushrooms or whatever. I'm doing, like, bullshit. Ugh, like, yeah, eating bugs. What? And I was like, is it the Lion King? Like, what's happening? But, like, Simba <laughs> meet Timon and Pumbaa and start eating <laughs> bugs and shit. <laughs> yeah. It just, it reminded me of, um, weirdly enough, another, another Danny Boyle film. And I was saying, I was comparing this last week, and I can say it more now, like, Danny Boyle at this point had done, like, Shallow Grave and yeah. Train Spotting. Yes. Cool fucking indie movies, like, really violent, really kind of hard-hitting, very stylistic. And this doesn't have a lot of that. It has some of it. It has some of his traits. But, like, it feels very whitewashed Hollywood version of it. Like, he, yeah. you know, he got a big budget, big star, and he sort of got lost in that. And, but he doesn't stay lost in that because immediately, like the next thing is like 28 days later, so, which is done on like a shoestring with like digital cameras, like, yeah. you know, proper gorilla style. Like he finds that bit that excites him again about filmmaking. But yeah. this is the same thing that happened. He does it better later with Sunshine. Have you seen Sunshine? I've not seen Ch- Sunshine yet. Okay. I don't want to spoil it. But Sunshine is great until it kind of becomes a different movie. And it doesn't get bad or anything, but it's so much more interesting as this psychological like thriller. And yeah. then it, and then at some point it kind of becomes a horror movie with like a big bad. And I didn't like that. I thought that felt out of place in that movie. And this is kind of the same thing where it's Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It kind of starts interesting, but then it just it doesn't know what it is and it just kind of falls off. At least that one is consistent. This one is just like, I don't know what this movie is fucking trying to do. It's got all these like ideas. And I think if you stuck to one of them, it would be good. And you, maybe it would let you say what you're going to say, but it doesn't get anywhere. And it doesn't say anything. You got these bullshit, deep conversations about you know, this woman taking pictures of the moon and like, <laughs> and you know, Oh, there's a fucking parallel version of you taking a picture of you right yeah. now. And it's like, Oh, that's, that's just for the something. two thoughts, two D pads, bro. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> off, man. And they try and undercut it and try and be funny. Be like, Oh, that's just something people say, you know, you say to flirt with French girls. And it's like, but it works, doesn't it? Could yeah. these two shack up? So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going on? Like, but yeah, I think that, I don't know. There's a version of that that's more interesting where it's just the personal relationship that brings all this shit down. But like, that's also the least interesting part. Cause it's so like, that's when like, are the immature, like kids sort of come out. They all like, feel like they're all playing grown up and it, 
I don't know. And I don't feel like they're really like, I hate this, them like playing, you know, like they go to the island, they, you know, they set up their own community of like-minded people, like you said, but it's like they're not really like living off the land or anything. They go back to the mainland to get fucking condoms and sugar and tampons and like, I get batteries to play their Battery, fucking video game, game boy game boy. And it's just like the thing of like, he likes video games and that makes them an idiot. It's just like, <laughs> you know it's so easy and it's so like hitting down and it's like leo yeah. is not that dude either like i don't believe yeah. he's that guy for a second yeah it's hard to believe that he's a nerd i don't believe him in the nerd i don't believe him in the guy losing his mind because he doesn't really he like yeah. immediately come back but that's why i mean like i don't think again it's like the tom cruise thing i don't think he's good in this but he has moments where he's good because he's just yeah. naturally good right but like i don't know yeah. i just don't buy a lot of the stuff he's playing like i think he if he wasn't in it it would be hard i think well there's an alternate version of this film that could have happened but like and it could have been interesting i think but also it has to be like you know, I, I think it would have been more interesting because that means that this film probably would have been more up to Danny Boyle to kind of not listen to Hollywood mm. or whatever. Like, you know, it's it's a different story when Fox is, you know, floating a big budget because they're paying $20 million <laughs> to Leonardo DiCaprio off the back of Titanic. Jesus so, fucking Christ. Yeah, I don't know. Leo... I like I said it last week. I I think he's the reason why this film sort of keeps you sort of slightly interested. And I think he got. I don't know. It's weird because he has. He obviously has moments when he's young. Um. I I, I don't know. I haven't seen Titanic in a long time. But you go back. To I like, don't really want to see it again. I don't really not, care. That's that's not the one I point to. You know, you can yeah. see it in Barkable Di- Diary, yeah, or absolutely. Give a Grape, or like Romeo yeah. and Juliet. Like, so you can see the, how he's a great actor. But this is this that film, bit in between. This is before he starts. Yeah. Like in a, in a couple of years, he's on to working with. Well, he done Catch Me If You Can, and he done yeah. like Gang Brilliant. in New York and the Aviator, and like he starts doing his run with Scorsese, yeah. and that. What interesting cement him as like yeah. a grown up, like real dignified, like respected actor. Could he make yeah. the jump? Not a lot of people make that jump. We're waiting to see if Chalamet will make that jump, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, do you yeah, go yeah. from heartthrob to like a list actor who's like, and not not the same way Tom Cruise does, where Tom Cruise was like this sort of 80s sort of heartthrob, but he did, did enough interesting sort of movies that kept him you know, relevant and profitable. And then he had the big action movies and that's what he sort of fell into and relaxed yeah. into. And Leo's very much relaxed into the big Oscar movies, which he's good at doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's this great. is like, like a sort of an, an outlier here. This, yeah, this is like a, I think he didn't really know what to do next and he was trying mm-hmm. to be very careful. He obviously had like a lot of people. And on paper, this should like, work. Right? Yeah, the yeah, very yeah. like, Gen X parable directed by like Danny Boyle, who was like a hot young director at the time. Yeah. Should work. It should. And it's just, I don't know. I think they got caught up into their own hype a little too much. And, you know, they kind of became almost as bad as the people that this film is. It's like a parody of what this film is actually meant to be making fun of or like, you know, satire of. It's the thing of like, you're making fun. You're like talking about these groups of people and then like sort of making fun of them. But then that, you know, 
the only thing annoying at those people are the people who like comment on those people and it just becomes this cycle of yeah, like, yeah, judgment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just absolutely. like, but you're, but you're not like, you're just sort of, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like there's not, it doesn't really have a point to stand on by the yeah. end. But there is that hilarious scene where they have that like, you know, sex scene in the beach, like in the, in the, uh, in the, that scene. feels like a studio bad day. Like, yeah. Just, like, I think it's like a blue hilarious. lagoon scene. Yeah. 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 They're like fucking almost like rising out of the water. Yeah. Something. Moonlit. There was yeah. a lot of like weird, obviously, there's the video game segment. Like, and I think that was, uh, influenced by banjo and Kaz- banjo kazooie or whatever like i think that was like literally like he got like crash bandicoot that. oh crash bandicoot yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah one of those yeah yeah i guess it was sorry it was a uh, crash bandicoot i think he <laughs> did literally like if take you it from that yeah it kind of looked like that yeah but from someone who's never played a video game <laughs> but like the there was a lot of like weird ps1 like graphics in <laughs> Graphic. this film like randomly like yeah the shark there's the um in moments where it like comes up and it like shows the, the drug sequence. The well, no, the, like like it floats up and it shows like the island or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. it's like it's just really weirdly like CGI bullshit, and it just looks mm-hmm. bad. Like, but like when you listen to the music and stuff and all the music in this film and just the uh, kind of vibe of it, it's just like okay, this yeah. this is just like the world we live in because every music video looked like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It yeah. kind of done it's very it's a very nightgasty movie. I will give it that. <laughs> it does feel of the time. Yeah. In terms of the soundtrack, the house music like heavy soundtrack. Yeah. Um but like also yeah the kind of visual sort of that anarchic fucking like ADD style of like, film making, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we're just cutting away and like random shot yeah. and like very quick and a lot of movement for kind of no reason, kind of taking all the wrong points of, I don't know. It just feels like all these two thoughts too deep. It just like, especially in this run for some reason, like in 2000, yeah. like early 2000, it's very much riffing off like, Films that did it better, like an American Psycho or like a Fight Club, who like <laughs> just handled both, like the content and yeah. the style, like just really the incel well. films, you know. Like <laughs> again, this is do. another incel film. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. I don't like that you can boil it down to just like that. Yeah, you know, like just trying to hook it up with that chick and hook it up with that. Like it just, it just falls flat. It's like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. If if it doesn't work out, just you know, go shoot everybody. That's the incel manifesto, right? Yeah, <laughs> y'all cancers, <laughs> y'all fucking cancers. Charlie. But this Charlie. is the thing where, like, I think maybe I'd, it'd be different if I watched it when I was younger, and maybe more of the same mind frame. But like, yeah, man, I want to get away from all this bullshit. I'd love to go to an island like this, just you know, be at one with nature and all that, just party yeah. and get high all the time. And now the grown up grown up like you know what i mean um i don't feel grown up but like i'm older and i'm like this is a terrible idea like yeah. i would never go to this island like because you go there and you're like this Fucking is fun die. for a week and it's like i'll hate I'll, all I'll you die people. here <laughs> yeah i hate all you people i'm going home yeah like fuck this yeah i love that it's just like people have this sort of idea of like i don't know like in america there's not really the gap year culture I'm not saying people yeah. don't have these, like, f- they do. They do have these fucking moments where they go off and, like, oh, no, fuck, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, 
the, the, it's fucking common to have gap year here. I didn't even mm-hmm. know that term until I moved over here. Like, cause that yeah. it's just not a thing. You don't skip a whole year of school and then yeah, just to like, go to you know, go from fuck shit. off. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh man. It's like, I'm going to go cause there was like the earthquakes, you know? So like, <laughs> Like, you're not gonna do shit you're just gonna no, go you're like, gonna go somewhere you're gonna feel good from about a coconut yourself. on a yeah. fucking beach with your yeah. parents money fuck you talk about how enlightening it was but like it yeah. it it's a strange one could it done does fall somewhere in between like perspective like it try could it try to appeal to that younger audience that might be down for it but like very much from someone like an old, maybe an older perspective kind of showing you the sort of pitfalls of that kind of ideology and that sort of thinking. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Just, but like never really getting anything out of that, that disparity between generation. And I don't know. There's no ver- there is a version of it. Like, I just wish it went further. I wish it was actually like bit dark a bit more experimental a bit weirder like like i'm saying do like a like like i love lord of the flies like i love yeah, that book yeah. that book is trippy as fuck man yeah. like and then you know they have a talking shark in this movie and i'm like do that like do stuff like this like mm. really go crazy like i would or even or just like you said draw it back like i would watch a version where leo goes to the island and he's fucking down for it and then he's like a lot of the you know little bullshitty like political people politic and you know you know yeah. people love to politic but like you know a couple of regular hulk hogan uh, Hulk-Hog- yeah there. exactly fucking yeah. everybody got the hook tashes and he got the bandana <laughs> and everything yeah but like and then it comes to a point where he's like i want to go home and they just don't let him go home yeah. and he has to fucking break out yeah and maybe he like unites with the fucking farmer and then he like arms himself up and he just come back and shoots everybody or like something <laughs> like just do something, man. Like the the the, uh, the after doing Apocalypse Now, the homage to it, I felt just yeah. like, don't you dare! You are yeah, yeah. nowhere near this movie. It's like when we did Godzilla vs Kong, the the new one, and then the whole yeah. two thousand one sequence in it. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, I think on the podcast, I was like, how dare you? Yeah. You think you even like could breathe the same air in <laughs> that movie? <laughs> Get out. Yeah, I I don't think I would have like had the the farmers involved like as much as I they did. It just doesn't add like especially much at the to end, it. It, it just, just doesn't matter. Like it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. like it it, it does at the end, but like not really. Like that's what I mean. Like Leo going to the woods and kind of like sneaking into the farmer's hut and playing with their guns and playing soldier almost. I'm like, but do that. Do this Intel version where he goes fucking mental and like. Like, and then he gets the gun and like, okay, now we're talking about something. Now we're saying something about society, right? Where we push out people, radicalize them, weaponize them. And you see what happens, you know, yeah. like that. Fuck around, find out. Fuck around, find out. <laughs> no, 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 as, no, no, You know, I listen to no, fathers, no, you know, like, no. but then. No, but these people are fucking, they're not. There's a version yeah, There's no justification of, for them. But, but yes, I agree. But that version, like, that's something. Or there's a version where just these people isolate on this, on this island and their animal nature takes over, like Lord of the Flies, and they are just children. And you just, you've sort of just updated the reference to make it, like, modern, you know, and relatable to fucking Gen X, as it was at that time. Um, but, yeah, just 
it just doesn't do any of that. And it, I just found it kind of boring and annoying <laughs> because of that. I think like if you go back to the book, the source of this, it's uh, an adaptation of Alex Garland. So there you go. We'll bring up Sunshine. You brought up 28 Days Later. He's done a I bunch mean, of shit. Garland, better shit with Danny. Yeah, you know. he's gone off to do some great shit. So he wrote the book, 1996 bestseller of the same name. And it tells the story of an English tourist. He's supposed to be go. English, uh, who discovers a secret cove in Thailand where hippies and backpackers claim to have created their own little private utopia. And the message is that heaven and hell often coexist as each other's inverse. So Very life good. on the beach starts off bucolic for Richard, only to descend rapidly into a Lord of the Flies style nightmare. The book turned the 26 year old Garland into like a literary superstar. And he seemed a bit ambivalent to it all as his fame grew. <laughs> he had written the beach as a critique about the indolent and bratty behavior he encountered when he was in Thailand and in the Philippines. And he just was annoyed at all the fucking tourists and stuff. So you can see where he like, you know, the seeds of that. And it plays out a little bit in this film and stuff. But the book basically was embraced as sort of like, you know, a foundational text and and a manifesto of, of sorts. And like, I think Garland was kind of confused because he like, he thought readers missed the satire of the book. And mm. I think that's also almost like exactly what this film does. It sort of like misses the satire. The a little bit. <laughs> so like Garland kind of got turned into this like poster boy, you know, for spending your twenties tramping about in Southeast Asia, treating the locals and their culture as an exotic backdrop to your yeah. like quarter life crisis. Yeah, and he dude, was yeah. like basically seen as the voice of a Generation X, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it really reminds me of like people who romanticize like Alexander Supertramp, you know, after reading <laughs> Into the Wild. And they, you yeah, know, in reality, dude, yeah. he was just kind of like a dumbass who walks into Alaska. He got himself killed. Yeah. He got, he accidentally poisoned or starved himself for both and then didn't realize there was a fucking cable car nearby that he could have used to cross the river. It was way <laughs> higher than he anticipated. And then now there's been like a couple of deaths of people drowning in that same river. We were trying to trek to the magic bus and they like ended up taking the fucking bus away. Did you hear about that? They took the no, bus. No, no. Yeah. They no, took the people bus. Keep, um, that's probably better. Yeah. They airlifted it out because like there were too many. I mean, I still think people are going to try to go to the area anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It'll be a little less like, you know, important if the bus isn't there. But like. You know, there's like people who numerous accounts of people having to call for help and there have to be these emergency rescues to get people out because they're like either can't make it or they get trapped there. (laughs) (laughs) This guy died because he was unprepared. Don't do the same thing, you idiots. But But Into the Wild slaps, though. That film film's great. It's one of, I haven't seen the film. It's one of those things, like, I know, I know the story, obviously, like, but it's, it's that classic thing of, like, the thing that sort of parodied it becomes just, like, a hero to the people it parody. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah, Ali yeah, G yeah. was, like, very much embraced when he's, like, an idiot character. Yeah. Making yeah, fun yeah. of a whole generation of kids. Yeah. But he becomes, like, yeah, sort of an idol to them. And that's sort of the thing with Into the Wild and... I don't know, to the beach, maybe. I, I imagine the beach had caught like a lot of biking tourism to Thailand and like 
Yep. But like, or like people just trying to replicate that kind of journey um, and missing the point, but that not their fault. The beach never really makes that fucking point. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's one of those. This is where it actually, the story actually kind of becomes interesting. Cause I don't really know exactly how, like, you know, sometimes you learn like, Oh, like, you know, so-and-so like decided to adapt the novel. I don't know. I couldn't really find it. I couldn't find out when and where, at what point who decided to adapt this or whatever. All I know is that like it's, it was adapted by 20th, 20th century Fox and Danny Boyle was directing in what would be his like first big Hollywood film is off the back of shallow grave train spotting and a life less ordinary, all of which starred Ewan McGregor. So of course mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor uh, was yeah, originally why the fuck if Ewan McGregor not in this, he was originally he smashed this. attached to star in the film. Or at least so he thought. So the Scottish actor felt that he had been led to believe that the part of Richard was his, being that he was Danny Boyle's actor, his early muse. However, it was speculated that Fox Studio offered to give Boyle additional funding under the condition that the Richard character could be made American and that Leonardo DiCaprio be cast instead. And when Danny Boyle got the chance to have the biggest star on the planet in his film and a little bit more more money to make this movie. And obviously it's a big Hollywood first big outing in Hollywood. He took it. So Leonardo DiCaprio is Richard. And yeah, it was the first big movie that he decided to do after Titanic. And he also did the man in the iron mask kind of like it's (laughs) like after Titanic, but they kind of came out at the same time. Like man, man in the iron mask was literally like, competing with Titanic while Titanic was still in theaters ripping ripping like box office history to shreds (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he basically took two years to like pick his follow-up project and he read like hundreds of scripts and he Mm -hmm. funny enough said yes to this one it's It's so odd I think that's the like the idea of the beach being made in general and just all this stupid bullshit around it is kind of like more interesting than this movie (laughs) Danny Boyle said, I could tell after reading the script with him that he'd do it, but it took him a, more than a month for a definite yes. And he said he does kind of him and haul. <laughs> so after it turned him into like a famous, you know, Titanic turned Leonardo DiCaprio into a famous actor, like, you know, one of the biggest stars in the world. He netted a whopping $20 million paycheck for the beach. And in fact, that paycheck was so steep that it prevented him from starring in American Psycho, which he was originally oh, talked to yeah. do before the producers deemed that the payday was too high, and they ultimately went with the lesser-known Christian Bell. And who fucking killed it? No. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. like I he, need, he needed that. Yeah, yeah. Like Leo, that would have been interesting, Leo. And I, I think I've said this before to you on the podcast that I think there's a world where Leo could have been bruce wayne i'm not too sure about him being batman but like when i think about bruce wayne sometimes i think about how perfect leonardo dicaprio back in the day Mm. he's such a bruce wayne character like you just he is just almost like bruce wayne in real life he's just like rich and sleeps with a lot of young women i could (laughs) it's like like the val kilmer like bat yeah twain batman i think he got that vibe Yes, absolutely. I think that's where it came from. We were talking, I think, probably about Val Kilmer and one of those, like, mm. you know, Schumacher, Batnips, you know, <laughs> Batman movies. They're fucking great. Um, yeah, so Leo was cast over Ewan McGregor, and it actually caused a huge rift in the relationship between Ewan McGregor and Danny Boyle, which is something I didn't really know about 
And apparently they were like not friends and on speak, not on speaking terms for a number of years. Danny Boyle later told Ian McGregor in 2017 that I handled it very, very badly. And I apologize to you referencing their decade long split where they just didn't talk to each other after he was led to believe that he had the role. And, uh, He said, I felt great shame about it. I was not proud of the way I handled it. And for his part, Ian McGregor admitted that he was arrogant when he was younger and that it was a mishandling and a misunderstanding over the film. And it's a big regret of mine that it went on for so long. It didn't matter about the beach. It was never about that. It was about our friendship. Mm. I felt like Danny's actor and it made me feel a bit rudderless. Which, you know, kind of makes sense. Big Obi-Wan, chill. Yeah. He got Ewan to be McGregor's an excellent like a, prequel trilogy. He's an interesting one as well. I really like he's, Ewan McGregor. Like, I love him as an actor, yeah. And it's, yeah. He's, he's done some weird shit. He's done some good and bad sh- shit. Yes, he's, very he's, good, very bad. He's also very good and very bad at times. Like yes. he's, he's actually kind of terrible in Phantom Menace, but somehow finds himself towards he the, the like, best at thing. the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing when we went back and did the prequels. We were just like, Ian McGregor, like, his guy. It should have been about him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, no, but like, they should have built that whole thing around him and it would yeah. have worked. Well, before filming began, Danny Boyle actually asked Leonardo DiCaprio to shed about 20 pounds because apparently he had post in his post like Titanic slump, he just sort of like put on some extra weight. <laughs> like apparently he managed to do it in like two weeks. He has, you know, personal trainer, some crazy fucking bullshit that he managed to lose 20 pounds. Pretty nuts. Uh, his co-stars, we get, uh, Regine Ludwiden as Francois. And she's a girlfriend of Etienne played by Guillaume Canet. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what is this? It's like manic French, <laughs> manic French dream girl bullshit. Yeah, I don't God. fucking know. Yeah. She's not a character. Like, none of these people are fucking characters. You know what I mean? In the the book, Richard's crush, I think, is unrequited. So, like... That'd probably be better. Yeah, I think the whole thing is better in the book because he doesn't get the girl. But it's Leo, so... He'd have to get the girl. He'd have to get the girl because this is, like... That's the selling point. Yeah. You need that imagine a film where Leo doesn't get the girl? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Leo looks like a fucking like toad in the killers of the flower moon and he gets a girl. So, I mean, like so even that version of him, even, <laughs> I mean, the real life version of him where he looked like a toad. Could he yeah. have that whole, you know, actor, you know, not in a movie look where he just let himself grow. <laughs> Dude, out, you know? Leo is turning into Jack Nicholson. I swear to God. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the relationship with, the two French people. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, again, you kind of get lost in this, like all these fucking people, like, you know, Etienne just fucking like, again, if you're going to pull the whole thing where I think it's better if it's unrequited, I think it's, it's yeah. a way better story if he's like really into her and it just like, it doesn't happen. And then maybe it leads into a little bit of a rift between, you know, Etienne and stuff and there's like a fight or something but even even with it being a fucking like relationship happening and he hooks up with francois fucking etienne just moves over yeah he, yeah. Cu- he allows himself fight. to be cucked out yeah like, another two cucks <laughs> like in this movie 
fucking infill. It's like, paradise. what the fuck, fuck is thing. going on? Like, he doesn't even try. It, no, it doesn't pay off. It's, one, it's like a group of friends that you're meant to care for, I think, yeah. who don't seem to like each other or have anything in common beyond <laughs> that they've made the trip yeah. um, together. And then he steals the guy's girlfriend. And then he just rolls over and takes it. And then they yeah. just drop the storyline until the end where he needs help. And they're the only sort of two people he had left. But that's not really earned because they don't really play on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's There's no like reason easy. for them to come back around or anything, no. you know? It's just it's uh <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Robert Carlyle's great. I already said he plays Daffy, so it's great, yeah. If you can't have uh you know Ewan McGregor, at least you get Robert Carlyle from the <laughs> connection to previous Danny Boyle films. Yeah. Uh again, Tilda Swinton, like I knew she was in this film, but like yeah, her showing up in last in week's last film. One. Yeah, her showing up in last week's film was just like really funny. So it was like, oh shit, okay, we get two Tilda Swinton films. This is more like Tilda Swinton. Uh, well, no, the, the the two films are the two Tilda Swintons, Very right? Tilda you Swinton, get you yeah. get Tilda Swinton just being a voice, <laughs> uh, like a person, a fancy British voice <laughs> to give you information, or Tilda Swinton to be like a very probably one of the more engaging people in the film having an yeah. interesting sort of thing, but they don't really ever push it one way or the other. But like she, there's something intriguing. Tilda Swinton, you know, she met, I don't know. She, she does what she needs to do for how poorly written, I guess the adaptation of this book is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I don't really, I'm not, I don't, I'm not big on Tilda Swinton, but like she yeah. is one of the more engaging characters in this, and she does more with it. Then yeah, most people. I guess a lot of people don't have that much, but like, yeah, maybe there's something lost in the adaptation. Where I think a lot of these people have lost their dimension or motivation. I just like everybody again is defined by very specific things, and it doesn't go further than that. Like the fishermen are the fishermen, and the, that guy like cricket, and you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it goes around like that. Well, speaking of that, all right. I mean, because we have Lars Arendt, Hanson, who plays Bugs. Who gives a shit? He's a cuck. Um, yeah, fuck Bugs. <laughs> hated Bugs. Oh, God. My boy. Hey, Richard, can you do this? Can you do this <laughs> with your hand? You got A man has to learn how to do something. You live with your hand. Fuck off. He should have fought him. He should have been like, we got a problem here, Bug. Yeah. That would have been thick. Again, do the Jim Carrey. Patterson Joseph, my man, AKA Johnson from Peep Show. But years before he plays Johnson and Peep Show is Keaty. Dude, I remember. Everybody in this movie was named Keaty. Sorry. Because they're just constant cutaways when they'd be walking through crowd and be like, oh, hey, Kitty, what's up, Kitty? And he wouldn't be in the room. Yeah. It just felt like a nickname for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this character. I remember because it was like the one black guy in the film. Yes. And I remember him being like, you know, this sort of interesting character with Richard and blah, blah, blah. 
fuck, I did not like remember that it was Patterson Joseph. And when mm. it was when it turned out to be him, I was like, holy shit. Cause he's like so much younger as well. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's so obvious now. It's like, holy yes, that's him. That's Johnson. <laughs> but like, you know, he's got his like great like hair and his like little his cool like little weird cross earring and yeah. you know, walking around sort of shirtless most of the time and just like speaking everybody, bollocks, talking everybody about cricket. Yeah, yeah he, talking about Christianity <laughs> and cricket. Again, he's the closest thing like Leo had to a friend at one point. He yeah, comes to yeah, see yeah, him yeah. in the cabin. And but it makes like, no fu- sense. And, he, and he's like, you're <laughs> fucked up, mate. You're fucked up. You didn't used to be fucked up, but you're fucked up now. Just be normal or whatever. Yeah. And, like the horrible That, that part makes no sense it. though, because like Leo's in the fucking forest at one point and he's tripping out. But then the next thing you know, he's like back at the thing, but he's inside of a... Did he just have room? a cabin like, in the what? wood? Like, and he's watching everybody. Look, they're but talking it turns about out, you. But it, that yeah, should have been in his mind. But he turns out like he's actually in the fucking camp again, and it makes no sense. But like, this is the thing. What? This is the thing. That whole bit is literally like, again, referencing last week. It's Tropic Thunder. It's literally like Ben Stiller when he like gets too into the role and like starts yeah. to lose his mind in the, yeah. in the film. And he's just like sitting in the shadow, being like, I'm a rooster illusion. And it just doesn't, it, but that's funny. It's meant to be funny. But this is just played seriously, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't But know. I can't tell. I can't tell. I love it. It's just kind of cringy. Yeah, it's weird like when you do homages to like Apocalypse Now, but like you're not sure if they're trying to be funny or if they're trying to be like, serious and cool and that's what makes this complete two thoughts too deep bollocks right like you know what he, you know he does this, this thing where he's like he does this thing in the beginning where he's like you know we try we travel thousands of miles to just get the comfort of home and he's like to show people watching a movie watching apocalypse now <laughs> yeah and then it's like but then he's fucking playing game boy in the perfect idea yeah 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 so well that's like, the thing i think that's that's the oh thing. is that the point <laughs> no that's the thing i th- I feel like they were trying to sort of go on, but they didn't. And I feel like they would have done, like they should have done more. And that's kind of what I mean by stripping back some of that stupid, like violent bullshit at the end and making it a little bit more mundane. And like him finally kind of cluing into how, how fucking like, you know, hypocritical his whole mindset is and how like everything around him is just the same as it is everywhere because people just go off to try to get away from things, but they end up just falling into the same stupid traps and mm-hmm. him trying to pretend like he's not is just like he's fooling himself. He, you know, it's just if this was played more of a coming of age story rather than just like some like I don't fucking know, like, you know. You know what I mean? Like just instead of being like this intel, like dumb nightmare bullshit at the end. Like, <laughs> just like him, just actually learning about himself could have yeah. been more entertaining and more engaging, and like said a lot more. But he, like, I don't feel like he learned about himself. Like the the end of the film is him going home. I guess he's at some fucking internet cafe. I mean, that made me laugh because it's so two thousands. Like, and every <laughs> everyone's on those like multicolored like Apple computers. And uh, he the, <laughs> he's reading the emails and he's got the one from Francois and it's just a picture of everybody. And she just used that stupid quote or whatever um, that I think he said to her. I don't even remember what it was, but in the email it says that. And it's just like, did he learn anything? No, that's did, what I like, mean. Did any, like, did and any it gets of this off, even got matter? Free. Like, it's, yeah, it's just so stupid. Uh, 
You have the rest of the cast, Daniel Calterone. Well, I don't fucking know. But anyway, the only reason why I want to bring him up is his name in the film is Unhygienics, which was just funny. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the funny. most yeah. like early 2000s name possible. And you got the three Swedes. Uh, I mean, who cares? They're, they're we are Swedish. We like to fish and go skiing, but they're not skiing. There you go. If he would have leaned more into that sort of stuff as well, like weird, like uh, almost slightly like documentary style, like, you know, just like, because that feels so random in this. Like you have these moments where it feels like people are talking into the camera, like introducing yeah. themselves. Yeah. But yeah. then like that. Only that doesn't vibe with like the rest once. of it. Yeah, like if you had that throughout the whole thing, it would have been really funny. Imagine this being just a weird parody of like people who like think they're better than everybody else who go to Thailand to like discover themselves. And then like it just turns out that it's just all bullshit. You know, imagine that. Like imagine if this was just played up like a fucking, I don't know, like parody documentary. Yeah, mockumentary. mockumentary. That would have been It's like the Doolander thing again, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We just want Should have been a mockumentary. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. There's a great comedy in here, or there's a great yeah. like, like horror in here, or a great just thriller in here, or a great satire, like, or like a real genuine exploration of like, you know, uh, you know, humanity and like the modern world. Like, what do we really want? What do we deny? Are we being honest with ourselves when we say that? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we all want to return to something pure, but, like, don't want to give up comfort of modern life. Like, that's an interesting dynamic. And this, but it just doesn't do any of it well. And if it, yeah. yeah, like, I think, and maybe that's not, maybe that was more the intention going in and maybe that's not what the studio wanted or maybe that was just always kind of the thing where kind of it, all of these things at once and it became this, very muddled mess and it doesn't need to be because the story is very clear and it's very simple yet it manages to trip over itself so many times and like for a film with like again it's kind of like vanilla guy that's what happened with these like you know they always say about gen x like the the uh how they just over educated underworked sort of thing where like everything is over intellectual intellectual and dying is that the mm-hmm. word intellectual that's not the word overly intellectual way of thinking about things like it's overthought overdone it's overcomplicated and it doesn't need to be like get bogged down in how it should be thinking about these things rather than just doing these things i don't know i don't think i'm making sense anymore (laughs) it's fried our brains yeah the breach the breach the beach fried my brain a little bit it's just yeah. Uh, it, it manages to be watching well, for like vanilla guy with a, mo- a movie with like batshit moment in it manages to be just kind of boring and confusing for a lot of it. And this one yeah. doesn't need to be, cause it's not a fucking, it's all a dream twist. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. it's quite simple. It's a very yeah. simple layout. That's why I'm kind of expecting a more, not supernatural, but like a bigger sort of element to be revealed. And it just never came. And then it kind of gets wrapped up really nicely. And it's just, yeah. it doesn't own that at all. I think like the the thing with this film is that like Leo was the star of it and it was in the like off the back of Titanic. So it was too early in his career to do anything that was like completely challenging because 
studios were still trying to like milk every buck they could off of him while he was still in his hot boy phase, you know, hot boy phase. So they like, you know, he was on the cover of all these magazines. He was like the biggest fucking thing. So they couldn't challenge like young teenage girls who would have wanted to come see this film with something that was like violent or like really like you know, interesting or like, you know, just like, you know, challenging, thoughtful movie, but they tried to like mask this, like, I don't know, it's this put Leo in a story about people who like go to find themselves. But then at the end of the day, they couldn't like really do anything where they made Leo look bad or anything. So he had to come off sort of like the hero. He gets the girl at the end of the day. He like kind of like, you know, I don't know. At the end, he's like made to look like he's like, you know, broken up all this shit at this place and showed them all of what it really is and what Sal is like this evil person, blah, blah, blah. And it just sort of like, it's just a wet fart, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> because like you can't do anything to challenge people because like Leo is Leo. And like, I don't know. I think like maybe five years later, you let, you know, Danny Boyle kind of do what he wants to do and like kind of just go for it. And Leo just kind of like really just goes into it. Like, I mean, just thinking about like Leo fucking isn't afraid to. There was a period of time. Yes, he was afraid to like allow things to happen off the back of Titanic, you know, but he sort Mm -hmm. of slowly like when we were talking about earlier slowly started to get into more interesting roles. And it seemed like he wasn't afraid to push himself into like you know, I mean, just think about like the aviator, dude. Like, yeah, he, he goes full on in that large movie. portion of that film where he's like half naked with like his nails all grown and weird, <laughs> and he looks disgusting. And like, that's a very odd choice for someone who like is known to be this good looking, like, you know, leading man to like push himself that way. And like, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, I just think during this time period, it was a little too early in his career to try to do like a film that is like what could be challenging. And because Leo has this sort of like star quality around this time, they were afraid, I think to really push it as far as they could. And it hurt the film. Like (laughs) it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. In the novel though, like DiCaprio's character is given a map to the hidden beach, obviously the same, same as, uh, in the film, but like, so in the film, Alex Garland actually drew the map, which earned him a cartographer credit on the film. Oh, funny. funny. Maya Beach on the island of Kofifile in, in Thailand was chosen as the stand in for this island. But the Hollywood producers felt that it didn't live up to its billing as a slice of hidden heaven. Not nice so enough. <laughs> they thought there were too many scrubby bushes and there was no palm trees. So how could the public possibly believe this is a tropical movie without palm trees? So those bushes, which helped to prevent erosion, were ripped out and palm trees were planted in their stead. And Danny Boyle and his team just brought in like a massive crew of 200 people, plus Leo just being a huge star. And there was a lot of press and it was just basically a big circus. They were doing the thing that they were parodying, just like destroying the natural world and like in pursuit of material gain yeah you know what i'm saying the production altered some sand dunes and they cleared out some coconut trees and grass to widen the beach 
The production company also removed five tons of garbage from the beach left behind by tourists. And this is kind of <laughs> funny because like this was around the time when Leo was like getting heavy into his environmental causes, which he still is to the point of this day. But of like course, this was yeah. like the early period of it. And he tried to like boast this as being a positive for them being there because they got so much negative flack about how fucked this whole production like, but we was. we cleaned it, dude. <laughs> Fox set aside a fund to reconstruct and return the beach to its natural state, but nevertheless, lawsuits were filed as many believed that the damage to the ecosystem is permanent and the restora- restoration attempts failed. The lawsuits dragged on for years, and in 2006, Thailand's Supreme Court upheld an appeals court ruling that the filming had harmed the environment and ordered the damage assessments be made. Defendants in the case included 20th Century Fox, and some of the Thai government officials from the mm. time. The years since the beach have seen a tremendous amount of over-tourism, which has further impacted the environment. And in 2018, the Maya Beach Cove and, the, uh, and Beach temporarily closed, and then it was indefinitely to visitors due to all this over-tourism. And the cove finally reopened in early 2022. A lot of this like extra like, you know, closure was because of the pandemic. But after nearly four years of closure, it finally reopened and there was just limits on to like the tourists, like, you know, visitors. There could only be so many at a time and you could only visit for no more than an hour at a time. (laughs) It was just like way too many people there, which is just fucking crazy. Uh, But that's not it. Like rumors fucking circulated obviously this is post titanic he's a huge star so there was a big fucking crazy amount of press and everything around it like what's leo doing and Mm. rumors began circulating about his wild antics on set so one story said that he'd been found in his tent with two semi-clad ladies who were not connected to the production which he denied another which is what he said was true was he actually had eaten the caterpillar during the scene in which he's shown foraging in the jungle. This, however, was later debunked when it was pointed out that that caterpillar was toxic and had he eaten it, he would have ended up in the hospital. And with that, Phil, I have to say, snack time! (laughs) There's something about that look you gave to me I know you only need one thing Snack time Snack time. In the evening. It's snack time. I can't wait for you. It's snack time. To say those words to me. It's snack time. It's snack time. It's snack time. I can't wait for you to say. It's snack time. That classic gap year antic. <laughs> Getting poisoned. So I couldn't find any caterpillars, Phil, but mm. did find this. Jealous sweets. Tangy, Tangy worm. worms. Very nice. Very nice. Apple and lemon, strawberry and orange. Gluten free, plant based. Oh, I almost got some worms and I went a different way. I'm glad you covered. These have a smell to them. Holy shit. (laughs) Woo. Boy. Jesus. Never had these before. 
I haven't had like gummy worms in a while. These are horrible. <laughs> How small they are. What is yeah, this? good day. It's like maggots, gummy magnet maggots, man. Maggot, they look like cat toad. <laughs> no, like just a little one at the bottom. Yeah. Little bug. Oh. No, right. You need them long and stringy. Here we go. Whoa. Oh. They're a tangy. Tower? Wow. Tangy. Jealous? <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Like, I think I had the orange one. And it actually tasted like real oranges. Like, try another one. That's crazy. What's the other one? Apple. This is apple, lemon. A apple. A apple. <laughs> yeah. That's like very, like, you know, lemony flavor. Sure. But, sure. Yeah, that orange one's kind of crazy. It literally tasted like an orange slice. All oh, right. They're good. These are really good. I, I love a, like a sour gummy candy if it's you good. You do. Yeah, you do. I'm looking for like Swedish fish because I thought that'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For this film. Um, I was looking yeah, as well, but I forgot one. there's a shop near me that does it, but I just forgot to go to it. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, where can I get Swedish fish from? <laughs> how many um, How many natural beaches are you bulldozing for this movie? <laughs> Uh, man, you know what? A good solid five. I don't care about the you, you gotta fuck the environment. Five, yeah. wow, these are actually really despite, good. despite the lack of length, they make up for it in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in flavor, in girth, <laughs> in girth. It's not about it's not the, size the, boat. the size of the boat, it's the motion in the ocean. ocean. The ocean. <laughs> they yeah, play good really music. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not bad. I went simpler. I was looking for something. I was on a fish kick. They have fish. They live off fish. He fights the shark and fish. So I went simple. I got this is the fucking English classic staple pub classic Gampy flavored <laughs> fries. Yeah. yeah, perfect. I'm sure they they dig up some they harpoon some scampi in there. There was a lot of fucking British people there. I'm sure some of them had some scampi fries. Yeah. Yeah, you know that that montage of them asking for shit from the <laughs> yeah. And one of them's like, scampi fries, bro. <laughs> Can you give me some bog roll? He's yeah. like, bog roll. Bog roll? <laughs> what the fuck is bog roll? Who wants the curry? Beef curry? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck, oh, man. Yeah. These are so good. <laughs> oh, it's better with a drink. You know, it's like, you know, beer and nuts, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it, it's very salty. And that's the only time I've had them before, like in a pub. But yeah. my but corner shop does these. And every time I'm like, oh, yeah, Gampy. These are really good, dude. You know what? I You know, I haven't had them in a while. But... And, you know, these weird, like, Britishisms are starting to come out of me. Like, I'm really enjoying tea. Um, but, you know, uh, I, man, I don't like, I don't like scampi fries. You don't like scampi fries? Why no. not, man? Because I don't really like, like, prawn-flavored shit. Like, that's such a big flavor here, like prawn cocktail and stuff. It's just like, yeah, yeah and like, we just don't really do that in America. Pickled onion, prawn cocktail. Pickled yeah. onion's great. It's great flavor. All right, good. But uh, yeah, I'm not. No, a big I'm down. Prawn scampi guy. Uh, yeah, 
I am down like a clown. I like brand. actual prawns, but not like weird prawn flavored shit because it doesn't taste they, like prawns. They taste like a, weird fish food. They do a they do <laughs> a I think they do a bacon one that I haven't tried. Yeah, now you might like that. I've had the but bacon like, one before. Yeah, they're all right. Because yeah. these are just they're small, they're crunchy. Yeah. They kind of look like cat treats. Yeah. Um, the crunchy. They're really like flavorful. They're really like mm-hmm. salty and. They're just good, man. How many how many people are you drawing a map for? Huh. Like how many how many more people are gonna show up to this island? Because of me. Because of you. And you're lying about it. You you know, they don't have a map. They never saw Bro, it. Bro, they give they give me they give me some campy fries. I'll fucking give anyone a map. Anyone there. <laughs> Five. My love is cheap. <laughs> um, am I gonna do it? I felt like I was too harsh on the Magnum last time. Yeah, I think that deserved like a three, like a solid three. Yeah, Magnums are great. They are good. I think the white chocolate just confused me. But this is really good. But I don't want to go like overboard. I don't know but if, it's if a you're five. feeling it, man. You seem like you're feeling it. I'm feeling it, bro. But yeah. like. It's not the ideal. I still think it's not the ideal way to have them. Yeah. So you need a pint. You need yeah. a pint, or you need to be in a box. So for that, I give it four. Okay. What was the snack that you were talking about? Like that would be great for this. You mentioned last week. Could he done the snake blood, and I was like, like a shot of Ribena or something. Was yeah, 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 or yeah, wine, yeah, yeah. Just something yeah. red, and I thought. That'd be so funny. I was I was thinking about that as well. I just couldn't really. I don't know. I just for whatever reason I got I got lost in Leo eating a caterpillar and was just like okay. See, we, yeah, we always watch things differently. Like <laughs> I'll I forget about that, but I get stuck on fish. Like something to do with fish. Something yeah. with fish. Vanilla yeah. Sky didn't even try. I was like vanilla in the title. Perfect. Yeah, uh, it's funny. If anything. The snacks are what like really inform how we watch our, our movies and where our brains are at. <laughs> That's yeah. why we do snack I'm, time. <laughs> I'm just watching. I'm waiting for that shark. I'm like, they, that shark got to come back, right? They're going to do yeah. something with that shark. Like maybe he lied about that story. <laughs> he do it too many times. It was like that extra Him telling that story like, and it's like huh. a really boring story about him yeah. stabbing a shark. Yeah. But the only interesting bit that it talked to him. Yeah. And then... Two of the other guys get bit by a shark, which looked gross. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Really good. That was a really good effect. I really, yeah. Good. I would have cut out the Leo story because it's fucking stupid. Uh, yeah, and then just, just show left, it, man. Just left the guys get who got attacked. If we're gonna go there anyway, yeah. Because what did that mean that he killed a baby shark? <laughs> he's a little bitch. <laughs> he's a little bitch, dude. He's he's bragging about. I mean, Bugs was right. He's just bragging about killing a baby. True. You know, uh, one thing that happened on the film that was kind of like a big thing was that like, uh, and it kind of made the rounds in the news and stuff, and got a lot of publicity and shit. Was that there was this big like storm that blew in, and I kept like reading about like a boat accident, a boat accident, a boat accident, boat accident, boat accident, and it just like I was trying to find what it was. What I think happened was that a a monsoon blew in. Leonardo DiCaprio was on the boat. Tilda Swint was on the boat. Several other cast members and director Danny Boyle were on this like traditional long tail boat, which is like a 
fishing canoe with an outboard motor. But just as the weather like turned nasty, they were all smacked with like a five meter high waves. And the flat bottom vessel sank. And this like basically prompted a deluge of fucking jokey headlines about Leo and the Titanic. No. <laughs> fucking horrible. But the <laughs> the danger though, it was real. Like they were fucking stuck out there and they were trying to get in and the waves were keeping them like, you know, stuck out and they kept getting dragged further out away from the island and they paddled in for about an half an hour until help arrived finally. Mm. And in the Thai press, the cast and the crew were blamed for disrespecting guardian spirits. <laughs> no. It's like a curse was said to have hung over the area for 20 years after the two young lovers entered a suicide pact. So that was just like this weird, like Fuck, curse bullshit. But yeah, like this story just kept popping up a lot. I was trying to like find out about it, like what actually happened and stuff. I think that's what happened. Tilda Swinton mentioned it in a Reddit AMA as well. Like, so she was like, yeah, it's oh, funny. none of us will ever forget who were on that boat that day. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, the film score. God damn it. Twin Peaks won't leave. <laughs> um, Angelo Badalamente does the oh, uh, nice. score for the beach, which is funny because a lot of the music that he makes for the film sounds a lot like the music that's on the, <laughs> the film soundtrack which was co-produced by Pete Tong, and it features the international hits such as Pure Shores by All Saints, as well as tracks by New Order, Blur, Underworld, mm. Orbital, Faithless, Sugar Ray, among others. So nighty, dude. Painfully nighty. But the only thing that really matters is goddamn Moby song Porcelain. Moby Porcelain. Hey! Hey! Ah! Ah! Hey. Now, 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 now. Ah, hey. <laughs> ah, now, 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 you know, now. you know that's on this. Hey. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I fucking want to hate Moby, but that song's like that's not, dude, it's, it's so the same good. as the heat thing. Yeah. We hate Moby for creeping on Natalie Portman, but he's got some banging. I <laughs> I knew this film had a song that was like, yes, it's going to pull it all together. Two thoughts too deep. But I didn't realize it was this song. And when it hit, I was like, yes, dude. Yeah, there we go. Yes. I feel like, I feel like this week's film and last week's film could have swapped soundtrack and it still would have worked. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's just a nice for that one, I yeah. think. Yeah, because that, yeah. like, that had like Sigur Roth on it, which I think yeah. would have fit perfectly oh, here. Oh, totally so. would have fit here, yeah. yeah. You know, the yeah. only thing it was missing was fucking that orbital song, Halcyon. Oh, that yeah, yeah, that's yeah. TKY, yeah. you know that <laughs> yeah, song? Yeah. That, like, yeah, perfect, that song like, rules. kid in but, the fucking cliffside song. Yeah. I mean, you know, was, we got that thing so already. Because that was in Mortal Kombat, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, the Beach was released in February 2000 in both the US and the UK with a budget of $50 million, 20 of which went to Leo, which is fucking nuts. Jesus Christ. The film grossed $15.3 million in its opening weekend, finishing at number two behind Scream 3 in the US and $2.4 million, sorry, 2.4 million pounds in the UK, finishing behind Toy Story 2. <laughs> Ultimately, it earned $144 million worldwide. But funny enough, the film is kind of seen as a flop. I don't know if it's because Leo was paid so much and they thought maybe it would do more or what. 
or if it's just because the critics fucking did not like this movie. The consensus is that the beach is unfocused and muddled, a shallow adaptation of a novel that is based on. Points go to the gorgeous cinematography, though. Critics suggested that DiCaprio's fame post-Titanic might have contributed to the financial success of the film, which came out less than three years after James Cameron's blockbuster. CNN's Paul Clinton said Leonardo DiCaprio's main fan base of screaming adolescent girls won't be disappointed with the beach. <laughs> the majority of the film displays the Titanic-sized young heartthrob signs his shirt in the story about pseudo-angst and alienation of a young man from the United States escaping civilization and his computer-obsessed generation. He agreed with most others that the beach was nothing to write home about. <laughs> <laughs> And Funny. something I never thought I'd ever read was Leonardo DiCaprio received a Razzie nomination for Worst Actor. No way. But oh, he lost the out. only one, this, right? This is crazy, right? This is nuts. And it ties everything together, especially last week's episode. He lost out to John Travolta, who had fortunately made Battlefield Earth. <laughs> Thank you, Scientology. Scientology, back to save the day again. <laughs> because Battlefield Earth, if you're unsure out there and listeners, you sh- if you just know that it's like, you know, notoriously bad movie, because it is, it's one of the worst films ever made. But like, what makes it even funnier is that it's based on a story by L. Ron Hubbard, who was the founder of Scientology, which is just <laughs> nuts. Like, completely... And utterly fucking nuts that the whole idea of that film, I think, was like it was a Scientology project to push the agenda of like Scientology <laughs> through this story with L. Ron, that L. Ron Hubbard wrote this <sighs> fucking bizarre <sighs> sci-fi movie that was horrible. And it was something they had been trying to get off the ground for years, like decades, I think, with John Travolta. And they finally did it in the 90s, like kind of past his peak. Although he was sort of, I guess, coming in that come around. I don't know, like with face off and shit and mm. yeah, phenomenon. I don't know. He had this weird period, John Travolta. I don't know. John Travolta is like one of these people I kind of feel bad for. <laughs> yeah, they got dirt on him, bro. Yeah. And like all, a lot of it comes down to like if he's a homosexual or not and who gives a shit. Yeah. But yeah, like that, but shit, that's but... such a fucking thing that like it's just ruined his like whole entire existence under like mm-hmm. the thumb of Scientology. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The film sort of pulled out the rug from, you know, out from under Danny Boyle's Hollywood career as well. Cause you know, he really had only just started to get going. And then uh, like you said, you know, he, he did pull back and he just kind of like sunk right into like more interesting shit anyway, kind of out from, you know, Hollywood back into the indie scene and British films. And I think it's for the better because Danny Boyle and Alex Garland start working together. They did 28 days later, they did sunshine. And eventually that led to Alex Garland branching out and directing films like ex machina and annihilation, which are great. Mm -hmm. And then fucking Leo, you know, he got his Oscar. He climbed it to a bear. Who cares? You know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Everybody went home happy. It's yeah. It's an interesting time for Leo as well. Cause Leo apparently like, he was upset, I think, about being snubbed at the Oscars for Titanic, and he didn't even go to the Oscars that year <laughs> as well. And then, you know, and then he goes off and does this film, and people just think he's like a 
you know, bratty, like young star and they fuck up Thailand and, you know, like it, it's just a lot of shit. Dude, this is literally hint gap year. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know, it I is. Like it Titanic is. with high school, Romeo and Juliet, high school. Yeah. Then he takes a fucked up gap year. Then he goes to college with Michael <laughs> Fainty and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and he learned his shit. Man, I just wish more people, and we're, I think it's like showing, it might have already been happening by now. Like, you know, by the time this episode goes out, I can't remember what day it's playing. I mean, it could be playing tonight or tomorrow or something, but like, I wish more people knew Catch Me If You Can. Like, I feel like oh. they, they do, but like, no one talks about it, man. No, no it's that an underrated one of the Spielberg greatest movie. movies ever made. It's so it, good. It's that, boy, it that boy stable movie? Maybe. Too big. It feels it's like, like it's a hook, though. Because I feel it's like, like it's hook, but without the love. It hadn't gotten the, you know, re, what do you yeah. call it? Reappraisal that I think yeah. hook and got. Yeah. I mean, because it's. Catch me if you can. It's, it's great. It's movie. hard because it. it does have Tom Hanks, it does have Leo, and it is a Spielberg. Both film. very problematic. <laughs> With the, <laughs> the pizza and the Thailand thing, yeah. you know. The gloves. Uh, the gloves. <laughs> But like, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like uh, why that film, like, yeah, it's like, it's not that like anyone ever says that it's not good. It's just, I don't feel like enough people talk about how good it is. It's so good. If people take it for granted, I feel like that happened with like, especially that era. Cause I, th- I love the terminal as well. Like yeah, I think that movie is really, great and yeah. nobody talks about that. Yeah. And I think it's just one of those things. Like it, like it, it feel like part of prime for sure. Yeah. But like, there are these movies that I think if anyone else, like if anyone had come out, anyone else had come out with Catch Me If You Can, it'd be like really lauded. But because yeah. it's Spielberg, we kind of take it for granted. It'd be like, yeah, it's another yeah. Spielberg movie. But that's a really- It's not as good as like E.T. It's like, fuck off, dude. It's better than E.T. in my opinion. I don't care. I'll say it. Big word. I'll say it. I'll, I'll say I'll it, say it, it too, but that's only because I've not seen E.T. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the next two thoughts too deep. <laughs> Catch me if you can. It's just so good because the music's great. Like John Williams just went way harder than he needed to. Like Christopher Walken's just so entertaining. Uh, like yeah, it's just it's like Too mad. Mice. It's Mad Men before Mad Men. Like yeah, dude, the sixty like Americana, yeah. like the Pan Am, like yeah. everything. It's the Flash comic, great. like I love every, all the details in it. It's so good. This just became about Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, but well, it's, it's a great. You know, that's Leo a great movie. Together. Leo, yeah, together. that's the next one. Like, but that feels like a huge jump, even though he's quite. He's still young, obviously, in that movie, and he's playing a deliberately like younger character. Kind of like he's not a teen in it, but he's like early 20s, something like that. And he's like, Yeah, you know, he kind of like he dropped out of school and he's hustling and he's conning people, but he's meant to be, you know, playing older than he is. What, what was so his works. next? What was his next thing? Let's see. Um, was that it? That was it, right? Because that's like a couple of years later. Or gang. Oh, it really, it really was because there's there is the 2001 film that came out in 2001, but it didn't come out anywhere that anyone could have ever seen it. And it wasn't even shot in 2001. It was shot in 95 and 96, which was Don's plum, which oh, was you my told me friend's about film. Yeah. Like yeah, my yeah. friend, like I literally no lie, know the producer, like friends with the producer who like produced this film that, uh, didn't come out in America. didn't come out in Canada. I saw it through like a, he found it via like a Mexican version or something like that. Because it just wasn't available. That's strange, yeah. Because Leonardo that, DiCaprio and Toby right? Maguire like yeah. got it banned from 
uh, from being released in America. They buried it. Uh, and it's directed by R.D. Robb, who is the little kid Schwartz who uh, <laughs> dares the other kid to like stick his tongue to a fucking, like who triple dogs dares the kid to take, oh, stick in his tongue story? in a Christmas story. Like funny. the little foul That's mouth funny. boy. So yeah, it's a very interesting. And it's got Jenny Lewis before she like started in uh, Rilo Kylie. Uh, she became like the lead of Rilo Kylie. Like, you know, it's like, which they, I think they did provide the music for the film and stuff, but it was before they really hit big. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting film. It's weird. It's got like Kevin Connolly in it as well. Um, but it's buried. So the next thing hmm. was Catch Me If You Can. And then he just like went on a gangbusters role, like Gangs of New York. The Aviator, The Departed, Blood Diamond. <laughs> like, just oh, nuts. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. Nuts. Yeah. I don't know. Like, he just managed to stay, like, in. I don't know. There's a couple. It's weird because we were talking There's about, few, like, last week, yeah. like, with, like, you Tom know, Cruise. Tom Cruise is doing some dumb bullshit stuff. And, but there's a few, like, weird stuff. Like, he did, like, bodies, Body of Lies. It's, like, things I don't remember. Mm. Uh, there was Revolutionary Road, Shutter Island. Like, you know, he just kind of kept doing Inception came out. You know, it was just like, oh, we're just yeah. going to continue to do good, interesting shit. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street and then, yeah. Django. Revenant and uh, Django, yeah. fuck. But yeah. then he does like J. Edgar. But yeah. cool, because he done Once yeah, Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood. Like, it's cool. Yeah. He's always managed to stay relevant and cool and deliver like really engaging and memorable performance even when like yeah you know and he's one of those i think he remained a movie star because he's one of those that like there's a bit of him in everything he's not quite the chameleon of like a daniel day lewis where it's like he becomes there's no you always see a bit of leo in there same with like a brad pitt but that's why you like them it's why you keep going yeah. back because you like yeah, yeah. those specific mannerisms they have but he's not afraid to play with that and go i don't want to say go ugly that's not what I mean, but like, you know, change himself, you know, to try weird things, try new things because he can, I mean, now he can kind of get away with it. He's not going to fucking bomb out and like, you're not going to, yeah. yeah, yeah. doesn't matter if he doesn't bomb, he's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's always going to be a fucking draw. It's in personal life. That's going to fucking get him canceled eventually. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be careful. Someone needs yeah, to talk to be him. Careful. It's, yeah. It's more Leo. just like, it's morally questionable, yeah. right? It's not legal. Yeah. It's not it, illegal, but it, the older bit, you get, the weirder it is. The older so. it gets, it's a bit once upon a time in America. <laughs> just, it's okay, but it's a bit, you know. Ooh, oh, boy. Uh, well, Phil, this episode comes out on the 11th of October? Sure, why not? We're in the middle of October now. And Phil, yeah. next week... You know, I think we've we've got the thoughts, the deep thoughts out of the way. Set them to the side because it's time to get properly spooky ookie. It's time <laughs> for your spooky ookie. But hey, we're not doing vampires, witches, and werewolves, Phil. Oh my. Exactly. Oh my. We're not. <laughs> oh my. Because, you know, we've been talking a lot about like, you know, Scientology and aliens and stuff and like mm. Phil I want to believe not in I want to believe no not, not in Scientology. Scientology and not in like some weird alien overlord or whatever blowing up 
people and volcanoes. Maybe it's more breadcrumb, but we should talk about the. I don't think we've talked about it. The the fucking Mexican aliens, dude. That yeah, the that ET like, alien. Where? Well, you know, I I feel like there's like aliens are becoming a real thing. Yeah, man. They fucking didn't they like. They're not real, but you know they're becoming they're becoming a part of the um. Well, no, no, they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know what happened in (laughs) Mexico was inside jab. Ah, here Um, we go. No, it wasn't real. That wasn't real. Um, but governments are starting to talk about it, and they're allowing cuckoo banana people to come into their spaces, public spaces to air their f- conspiracies and fake, you know, alien people that they've supposedly found mummified. Not real. Not real. That was not real. That guy's a grifter. Was not you don't real. know that. But why are you um, taking this away from me? Because <laughs> he was caught I like in we 2017. Yeah, he doing tried the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fake. But it's just the, the science fact is that real. It's just the fact you don't want that to believe the Mexican government allowed this to happen. It, it, Congress, it just says yeah. a lot about what's going on right now in, in the world. And in American Congress, like there are high up people saying, yeah, there's bodies. <laughs> there's <laughs> bodies. Okay. okay. I want to believe. I want to so, believe. We're, uh, we're taking a step back from all the two thoughts, too deep bullshit bollocks. Although I feel like I had a great time. We were talking about earlier in the episode. It's, it's too short. It's, it's too, too short. short. Well, you know, hey, we'll, we'll we'll come back to some bullshit bollocks soon, and I think we're actually just going to enter some bullshit bollocks now, anyway. So um, over the next few weeks, as we uh, celebrate the most horrific time of the year, we get into some fun movies uh, that are spooky ooky in a different kind of way. Phil and I have actually kind of had a lot of fun. We we're just talking about aliens. We're talking about like what's going on in the real world and stuff that's just can't believe it's even happening. Um, we decided, hey, let's do something a little bit different for the horror season, the Halloween season, the Halloween time. We can do films that like truly either made a big impression on us as kids, or expanded our minds a little bit about what's out there in the universe, and or scared the ever-loving shit out of us. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm particularly dying me. To see. I'm dying to see that movie. <laughs> particularly me. I want to know what I'm you saying leave. us yeah. and I mean me. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple of things that scared the shit out of me as a little kid. Get the um, shit out of people. <laughs> so I think we should ease in. We ease in something. Let's push the boundaries of. We were just speaking things. about this we're guy. Just, yeah, we were just speaking of Spielberg. Let's just go to a Spielberg alien classic. We're going to do E.T. Phil's never seen it. No, no, no. No, fuck Phil, that. Actually, it was on, I think it was toyed around. You were like, oh, let's, let's maybe. And then we just, nah. I kind of like having that in my back pocket at <laughs> yeah. the conversation start. Yeah. You know, you ever been to a party and you're like, awkward silence. And I can always whip out. So I've never seen E.T. And yeah. people go, what? Yeah. Um, so I want to keep, keep it that, that way for a while. It's okay. I mean, like, I like E.T. It's fun, but, I mean, it might not even work on you anymore because you're not a kid. That's anymore. what I think, so yeah. Matter. I'm not a child. It's still a beautiful movie. It's great. Tell but me if I'm wrong. We could talk about his other alien film, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ooh. Which one, two, will three kind. obviously, you know, have a lot of fucking things that we could talk about. And it will also, like, 
I think have some connections to ET anyway. So you're going to kind of interesting. Get, you're going to get a little bit of it anyway, because I know a little bit about like there's some interesting shit with ET, man. I'm telling you. Okay. There's some possibilities out there. What could have been? But well, I want to. I want to believe. I want to believe. And this the is a story about wanting to believe. Out there. <laughs> See, that's what the new theme song should be. <gasps> yeah, do that. Yeah. Degeneration X. The truth is out there. The truth is out where. The truth is out there. The truth is out where. The DX files coming next week. to them the pop